It's time for X's and O's with Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer on the Minnesota Vikings radio network. Now from the TCO studios in Egan, here is the voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen. Hey, it's X's and O's on the KFAN Minnesota Vikings radio network with head coach Mike Zimmer. And all of this is powered by Polaris. And there's the head coach joining us now. Uh, Speaking of Polaris, uh, do you like snowmobiling or or watercraft? Uh, Do you have some daredevil in you with uh, Polaris stuff? I actually have three Polaris vehicles. I've got a Ranger, I've got a four-wheeler, and a snowmobile. Holy cow. Now, from March until you got back here during the quarantine, I know you and your son Adam built a golf hole, but like in northern Kentucky, does it snow? Can you can you go snowmobiling? Like, what'd you do? <laughs> Not much snow. It doesn't stay on the ground long enough there. Hey, uh, hey Mike. Um, Eric Kendricks, in my opinion, is the best coverage linebacker in the NFL. What uh, what led to his improvement at being so good at that? Well, I think he he sees things really quick. Uh, you know, he anticipates the route combinations that he's going to get. Um, you know, and and then uh, you know they've done a good job of teaching him all the different intricacies of of being a Mike linebacker. Uh, X's and O's, by the way, is presented by U.S. Bank, honoring the Vikings' 60 greatest fans this season. Now, in the Green Bay game, it seemed from afar, lots of completions by the Packers outside the numbers. Is that an indicator that teams might go after inexperienced corners? Well, yeah, I think that's part of it. Uh, You know, I could have helped them out a little bit more. There was, um, you know, we... Once they got up a little bit, as far as the, uh, you know, I think they're up by 10 points there right around the halftime. And so we started to kind of load up on everything. And, um, you know, he hit us. You know, and I was, I've been thinking about this, Paul. You know, the only way you give up 43 points is you give up uh, a bomb on first and 20. You give up a bomb at, with 20 seconds, 26 seconds left in the, in the end of the first half. Um, you know, we, we, jumped around and uh, threw one over the top of us later on but uh, you know you give up big plays like that and uh, so we're, that'll be a big point of emphasis for us this week is to um, get the, number one get the players to understand that you know first and 20 is not a situation where you want to be quite as aggressive or, or with 26 seconds left in the in the half and then um, and then make sure we get in the right position on some of these some of these other plays that uh, that two-point conversion game obviously was very good for you guys have you considered at all using more two-point conversions and fewer extra points? Well, it, it, it really depends on the game situation. Um, you know, usually you, you kind of wait to the second half to see where you're at, but uh, we may throw some in there. Uh, how did Cameron Dantzler, the rookie corner, how did he come out of the game? Uh, you know, he had some good, really good plays. He uh, he gave up a quick out, about a seven-yard completion, and he gave up a dig that he it was all over uh, Adams on, uh, but he, he didn't get the ball out. Other than that, I, and oh, and then the, obviously the 26-second one right before the half. So uh, he's got room to improve, uh, understanding the situation a lot better, but uh, there was a lot of good things that he did. Well, well, when I ask how did he come out of the game, is like, was he super down? You know, did you have to pump him up a little, or does he realize... A, you got 15 more, and B, it's a long career. Yeah, no, he, he'll be fine. He's not, I don't think he's down. Uh, 
I was the one that was down, not him. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I, you know, I would imagine during the game when the safety took place, you absolutely hated it. Then when you watched it back, I mean, not to make excuses here, that, that's kind of a nine-point play because if that thing gets picked up, I feel one might be gone for 99. Yeah, we had we had a couple of players over there, and they had none. So uh, you know, that's, that was a, that was kind of the luck of the draw on that one. Now uh, again, not making excuses. It's 2020. Having no crowd at the game at times it absolutely impacted the defense, didn't it? It did, especially on the the three times we jumped off sides, and you know, th those are all things, Paul, that lead to. Um, not playing very good. You know, we jump off sides on third downs. We we give up a bomb on the one time we jump off sides and uh you know they beat us beat us on that. So, you know, there were four or five plays, big plays in the in a ball game and um you know, that was you know, we just weren't in the right position on those. Now, despite some obvious blemishes by the quarterback, overall, how did Cousins play? You know, I thought he did some really good things. You know, the the interception obviously wasn't a good good deal, and he there was no way he saw the the corner blitz. But um, you know, I I was I was excited that he moved in the moved with his feet in the pocket. You know, he gained some first downs that way. That'll start making the defense be a little bit more aware of of his ability to to run. And um, so, I, I overall, he did well. And, and a quarterback or Cousins running and getting like a 16 and a 13, you know, when you watch him run, with all due respect, it's not the most natural thing I've ever seen in the history of the NFL, but it's effective when he does that, right? It is effective when he does that. And, uh, you know, some of the coverages you get when they're doubling at him and, and uh, you know, doubling Kyle, you know, there's room to run the football with the quarterback if, if we can uh, get him to continue to do that. Now with the Indianapolis Colts, Xavier Rhodes, your former corner, how did he look in the first game? Yeah, I think he did well. You know, Xavier, uh, I, I believe he had one penalty, but, uh, you know, he, he's a tough physical kid that's going to come in, and I'm sure he'll be excited to play this week. In the, in the brief amount of a Colts film or game from Jacksonville I've watched, do, do they screen a ton? I mean, is this a screen team because they have a quarterback who's immobile? Uh, yeah, and I do think it had a little bit to do with some of the coverages that Jacksonville was playing. So, um, but but they do like they do like the screens. They you know uh, Rivers gets the ball out quick a lot of times. Uh, they've got a really good offensive line and, and excellent speed at, at receiver and running back. What uh, what overall led to their loss at Jacksonville? Well, they had a couple turnovers, which caused you know they threw an interception with four minutes left in the in the game and. Uh, you know, I think that kind of turned the tide on everything. Now, the uh, the Colts, I think, are going to have 2,500 fans at this game. That I mean, 2,500 fans, good for them and those who get to go. But, I mean, that shouldn't impact the game a ton, right? I wouldn't think so, but, you know, you never know. Um, I'm sure both both teams will be using hard counts again, and uh, you know, so we'll, we'll just have to adjust and adapt to it. Mike Zimmer, X's and O's with the head coach, presented by U.S. Bank, honoring the Vikings' 60 greatest fans this season. A couple of quickies to close here. Now, home game done. You go on the road for the first time. A road protocol, you know, not not to have you get too deeply into what you guys have to do. Can you even leave the hotel? Uh, yeah, we can leave the hotel, but we're not supposed to go out to out to restaurants or things like that. But you, you know, if you need to go for a walk or, you know, you know, walk to Starbucks, you can do that. Uh, anything new with Daniil Hunter? Any any positive news coming around the corner? 
he seems to be doing well. You know, every time I talk to him, he, he says he feels good. And, uh, you know, so hopefully we get him back after after the next week. Now, the Colts offensive line, we hear a lot about that guard, Quentin Nelson, left to right. I mean, you, you've seen everything for a million years. Is this legitimately one of the best offensive lines in the NFL? Yeah, it may be, may be the best. You know, the, the center Kelly is a good player. Both big, tall, long tackles. Uh, Costanzo's played for a long time. Um, you know, so they got big, big size outside. And they do a good job with, uh, with the protections. Obviously, Nelson might be the best guard in the league. Now, uh, lastly, back to the Green Bay game for a second. Unique Ngakwe has played the Colts eight times, six and a half sacks. Had a couple of forced fumbles last year. Within Ngakwe in that first game of the season, was it all just a whirlwind for him? New colors, no fans, new scheme, new friends, new players and stuff. You know, so he got that one. Should be better this time, right? Yeah, I think it will be. Um, you know, it, he he was learning on the fly on a lot of things, and things happened a lot during you know during the course of the ball game. So, uh, but but he did get some good rushes in there. Uh, you know, we just didn't get the quarterback on the ground. So, we we got a lot of work to do, and not with just him, but with everybody. All right, coach. Better luck this week. Thank you very much. All right, Paul. See you later. Uh, see you. That's Mike Zimmer, X's and O's with Mike Zimmer's presented by U.S. Bank. By the way, in celebration of 60 seasons, the Vikings are selecting fans for our 60 Greatest Fans team presented by U.S. Bank. We want to honor the most passionate Vikings fans throughout our history. Nominate yourself or someone else today at Vikings.com slash six zero Fans. When X's and O's continues, we chat with Andrew Janoco, the wide receivers coach for Mike Zimmer's Minnesota Vikings on X's and O's presented by U.S. Bank on the KFAN Minnesota Vikings radio network driven by Paul. X's and O's continues on the KFAN Minnesota Vikings radio network. It's game day any day. Play the new Vikings scratch game from the Minnesota Lottery with a top prize of $100,000. Are you game? Just say, I'm in. Get more details at mnlottery.com. Happy to be joined now by Minnesota Vikings wide receivers coach, Andrew Janoco. He's in his first year coaching wide receivers, sixth overall year coaching with the Minnesota Vikings. Andrew, first of all, sorry about that Green Bay game. A chance to uh, make good on it with the uh, Colts coming up. And uh, how are things with you? Hey, Paul, how you doing? It's good to be here with you. Yeah, you know, we're, we're uh, getting ready to bounce back. You know, got back at work, got back to work right away, um, trying to get correct some mistakes, get better, and see how we can improve our game and, and get ready for the next week. Plenty of time to talk about Thielen, Jefferson, BC, and so on. Wait, you ran with the Bulls in Pampelona? Uh, a, how did I miss that? And, and B, when did you do that? <laughs> uh, that was two summers uh, two summers ago. Uh, my wife and I went over to Spain. She actually uh, studied there in college uh, for, a, for a semester. So we went over there and uh, she showed me a couple of the places that, that she visited when she studied there. And uh, we enjoy Europe. We like to go to Europe. Uh, it was our third time in Europe. And then, uh, you know, it was just a cool thing. I said, well, we're here. It's going on. I, I want to do this. It's a once in a lifetime thing. So, uh, did you ever get close to a gouging? Like, did a bull ever, like, get that close to gouging you? 
Uh, not me, but I did see somebody somebody get gored uh, right in front of me. Uh, he got he uh, veered off a little too much, and I felt as the bulls ran right past me, he uh, he got it pretty good, and I saw him run out, uh, saw him have to you know climb the barrier and get medical attention for it. So they yeah they were pretty close. So it was great having you on the sideline Sunday for that Packers game. I mean, you guys can't get the ball. The time of possessions like unprecedented. It's so low. Everybody's down, and you're like, guys, guys. It's not as bad as the gouging and gory fashion that I saw running with the Bulls, right? <laughs> you know, uh, we just, you know, we're always thinking about the next play there. And, you know, whenever that opportunity comes and however it comes, you know, we're, we're focusing on the next play and how we can, we can help our team be successful. So, yeah, you try to bring a sense of calm to the <laughs> sideline <laughs> however you can and whatever visual you got to use. So, so when you're running with the Bulls, do you know where they're coming from? Can you can you like hear the hooves or what? You could hear them, but there was uh, you know the crowd was was going crazy. It's kind of a it's kind of a panic, and everybody's panicking. I think at one point uh, there were, there was a a girl in front of me, and she kind of got real scared and stopped. And you know I either had to run her over or, or I or pick her up, and I kind of picked her up and carried her for a couple of yards, and then set her back down safely. But uh, you know it, it's a it's a hectic thing. Uh, this is Andrew Ginoco, wide receivers coach for the Minnesota Vikings on X's and O's, Vikings and Colts Sunday, KFAN Vikings Radio Network. Adam Thielen, big day against Green Bay, had a couple of touchdowns. He's a high-ender, one of the very best in the game. In fact, after he got shut out in that Packers game last year, he's averaging 16 yards per reception in the Saints, Niners, and Packers game 2020. What do you like about coaching Adam? Well, he's just, a, he's the ultimate pro. Everything he does is, he's being a pro. He's always trying to perfect his craft. Uh, no matter what the situation, no matter when it is, he, he wants to talk football and he wants to talk about routes and the little intricacies and he's always working. I mean, he is a workaholic and, and that's really cool to be around. There's a reason why he's had the success he's had in his career because he's made himself into that. And, and Andrew, it seems from afar like Adam is open-minded to suggestions, even at this stage of his career where he's had a, an accomplished career, like he's open-minded and doesn't always have to have the right answer. No, I, you know, but that is one of the keys to his success is he's always learning. Um, you know, some of the best players I've, I've ever been around, that's that's been a key to their success and longevity is they can evolve a, they can evolve their game as their careers progress and always looking for something new always looking for a way to grow and develop uh, bc johnson second year colorado state uh, the head coach and or cousin spoke glowingly of him during training camp now we've seen it take us behind the scenes a little bit with bc who's also very smart what um, what has led to his second year improvement you know, I think he really he made a commitment to improving his craft physically, mentally, um, you know, route running releases. You see the things that he's developed with the with his top of the route and the way he's stemming in and out of breaks. Um, you know, I think that's helped him immensely. And then he is a student of the game as well. He loves football. He loves to play football and he loves to study football. Uh, I think he does a good job with his film study, you know, always ready to answer questions and you can rely on him. You can rely, rely on him to play multiple positions and be in different spots. This is Andrew Ginoco, wide receiver.
receivers coach for the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, Vikings fans, purchase any 20-ounce Pepsi-branded product from Quick Trip with your rewards card and enter the Vikings opening drive sweepstakes. No purchase necessary. See store for details. Now, depth of route for receivers, running backs, tight ends, fullbacks, whatever, obviously very important. I've been wondering this for a while, and I forgot to ask you. How does a coach teach depth of route virtually? <laughs> well, well, that, uh, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I think the thing is, is you just talk about different techniques and ways to get where you want to be and then allow them to go apply themselves. And you have to, you have to trust that, that the player is going out and, and working on that. So then once he gets with the quarterback, he, he knows where he needs to be and when he needs to be there so then he and the quarterback can build that trust. So it's just about talking it, uh, making sure that they have a good visual, un making sure that they have an understanding of where and when they need to be, where and when they, where they need to be at, and then making sure that they can go out and, and get that done. Andrew, do you at this stage of his career prefer rookie Justin Jefferson inside or outside or does it not matter? Uh, to me, I, I, I think he, he has talent in both positions and he has merit to our offense at both positions. I think he's growing as a route runner. So you could see the stuff he does real well inside. You could see the success he had in college doing the stuff inside. But he also has a good understanding of route running and how to play outside as well. So I think as he develops, you know, we want to we can use him inside and use some of his strength inside, but his length and and um, his speed also merits the playing outside as well. You uh, you're a crafty veteran. So is the offensive coordinator Gary Kubiak. When the time of possession in that Green Bay game becomes so lopsided and there's almost nothing you can do about it, how do you not become frustrated? Well, you know, like I said. We're just looking to see how we can help our team and whatever we need to do and, uh, you know, going out there and executing when we're out there um, and making sure that we stay on the field because a lot of that's our control too. You know, we, we can help that uh, time of possession by staying on the field and, you know, being efficient with what we're doing. So, um, you know, it's just what can we control and how do we as an offense and how do we as a position group of receivers, you know, make sure that, that we're giving our team the best chance to win. Xavier Rhodes gave this team and this fan base many good years. Now he wears 27 for the Indianapolis Colts. What do you know about him at this stage? Well, I mean, he's a Pro Bowl corner and um, he's a crafty veteran. He's somebody that's played a lot of football in this league and has a lot of success playing that position in this league. So it's something that, that we, have to, we have to make sure we're on top of studying for him and preparing for him. And, you know, it'll, it'll be fun to go out and compete against him. Now, the, uh, the undrafted rookie from Penn State, Dan Chisena, uh, I noticed he lined up wide uh, one time during the Packers game. And, and I also know he's incredibly fast from his track equity uh, for the Nittany Lions. So, if you, you know I'm racetrack trained. If you lined everybody up on the goal line and they ran 100 yards, I'd put my money on the Penn State kid. Would I win? <laughs> you know what? That would be a heck of a debate. And I think you'd have to come in our room and, and let those guys answer that for you because whatever answer I get, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm, I'm to catch some flack from the other guys in that room. So I'll let you come down into our room and, and ask that question. Yeah, that might be 2023, the way things are going right now. And the thing is, we can never have that race because you can't have 53 people six feet apart. It would go like from Egan up to Minneapolis, you know? <laughs> yeah, that, that's a heck of a point, Paul. But legitimately, uh, Chisena, he, he's really fast, isn't he? 
Yes, absolutely. You know, uh, you know, with his his track background and, and what he did at, at Penn State, both both in track and on the football field, you know, you could see where that speed can be applied and and hopefully, you know, at some point use that to to our advantage. Lastly, Andrew, um, being assistant offensive line coach and now you run the wide receivers room, uh, what kind of a transition was that? Uh, you know what, it was a fun one. Um, you know, being around the skill positions my first couple years here, and then uh, moving to offensive line for a few years, you know, you kind of learn and, and, and develop as a coach, but just understanding the whole scheme offensively and how formations fit together and how, you know, play actions and the keeper game and all that all that stuff fits together and how you can take that knowledge of, of different aspects of the game and apply it to the position you're working with now. So at the end of the equation, after we watch all 16, having you as the wide receivers coach with your O-line equity, then we should have some of the better run-blocking wide receivers in the history of the NFL, right? <laughs> well, you know what? That, that's more of a credit to, to our guys, and I think we do a, a heck of a job in the run game. But that's, that's because our receivers are, are very pride. Uh, you know, they take a lot of pride in that, and they understand that being the complete player is what this team needs, and, and that's the best way to help this team. So it's more them and the way that they, uh, you know, way that they go about and approach the playing receiver as a as a full position and it's not just one aspect of the game you know that's uh i think you can see that show up and i think that's a good thing for our guys you're awesome man good luck this week all right thanks paul andrew Janoka, wide receivers coach for the minnesota vikings i'm paul allen we thank you for joining us for this week's episode of x's and o's with mike zimmer presented by u.s bank the official bank of the minnesota vikings thanks for listening to the kfan minnesota vikings radio network driven by polaris